Welcome to the Upper Bench. Uh, I'm Arrow. I'm Christopher Risto. <laughs> and I'm Sam Wacha. The idea today is that we're going to talk about, we, we're going to introduce Sam, one of, um, of the, the Upper Bench podcasters, and we're going to ask questions. So Sam, tell about how we even know you. How, why are we here talking about sauna? Yeah, I, a sauna to me is something that uh, you know I've always been a you know a fan of for, since I was a little kid. Um, always interested in it, but it really sparked off for me a couple of years back when I built my first sauna, um, and that was 2019. So I'd been a user for for a number of years. I even as a little kid growing up in you know Southwest Minnesota, there was you know the the crappy you know. 30-year-old cedar sauna at the Best Western that we'd all pile into at birthday parties and things like that. But that that was probably my first uh, you know, introduction to sauna. But, you know, it was where all the guys would go and they would, uh, you know, talk. And it was just nice being kind of a, a part of a kind of, you, usually it was a group of guys, but, you know, sometimes wives and things like that were in there too. But it was nice being a part of such a, just a, a welcoming, you know, basic, uh, really across the board, you're, you're all just in there together. And, and it's kind of a unifying moment, which I really enjoyed and connected with. But, you know, through my years of, uh, you know, living in Minnesota, sauna was always easily available. Um, you know, every major gym would have one, most hotels, um, not so much anymore. It, it was, it, it's usually, um, you know, kind of the older hotels that are a little more traditional that still have them. Um, but using them throughout growing up, um, I joined the military after um, my high school, um, enjoyed sauna by meeting a lot of different cultures and a lot of different people that were also like-minded they enjoyed sauna um in the military and and then growing up i just really liked it so in 2019 i made a plan to build my first sauna and that sauna to me was kind of a, a project that i had been thinking about doing for a while um I'm, i I find myself fairly handy and, and can, you know, put two pieces of wood together. So I, I figured how hard could it be? Um, and then started kind of doing my research. I was on, you know, I, I found uh, Christopher's Facebook group actually probably first in my search. Um, you know, a few of the different groups on Facebook were showing these beautiful pictures of custom builds and cool outdoor cabins. And, and I wanted to kind of imitate some of that, but I also didn't have a huge budget, you know, with the, um, with kind of the way prices were back then, this was right before, you know, the, the, um, COVID and lockdown. So lumber was still relatively cheap, um, but I had a, I kind of set myself out a plan that I wanted to build this for a thousand dollars. It was going to wow. be a, a wood burning sauna for a thousand dollars and it was going to be in my back shed. So I framed out this room. I, I found a, a kid um, that was welding these beautiful uh, stoves at the tech college. 
I basically got this at cost because it was a project of his uh, for school. Um, and then I lined the inside with cedar fence boards that I got on special for like $2 a board, which is unheard of nowadays. So I, I lucked out as far as the timing goes, but I was able to build a pretty, um, pretty good sauna for, uh, for about a thousand dollars in my shed. And it was actually better than any of the saunas that I had been in previously. Um, and I think that really came down to, you know, I built this and I had a lot of pride in, in what I built and it really just solidified. I, I, I love sauna. It's one of the cornerstones of who I am. And I want to dive into this even further and get to know the other people who are like-minded and, and, and things like that. Um, and, and that really led me to, hey, maybe I can be an influencer and be a positive um, a messenger of sauna. Maybe I can help promote it uh, throughout the world because I something that I actually believe in. So I, I got involved in the Reddit group. And uh, at the time, it was just a shambles of, of what it is right now. It was filled with a lot of uh, just virus bots and, and spreading a bunch of dumb YouTube videos of these infrared uh, cabins that were basically space heaters, you know, that you plug into the wall. And I, I knew that they had to get cleaned out and I had to get people talking about sauna as a whole and And so what 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 year was this what year did you so that was yeah that was right around that was right around the same time as I was building it you know when I was doing my research what so yeah 20 2019 so um, you went to you went to check right you'd found the Facebook group yeah and then you went to check reddit which is yeah reddit was crap at the time it was, it, there was no real helpfulness. There was not a lot of people talking. I think at the time when I, when I was looking at it, it was under 2000 members and half of those were probably like just bots that were there to, to do advertisements for these online companies. Um, yeah. I think so. that's, I think that's maybe where I first met you or you reached out. Um, and, and I was like, Hey, there's this guy, there's mm-hmm. this guy, Sam. And I didn't even know you were from Minnesota. And it's yeah. like, oh, he's doing good stuff on Reddit. This is like legitimate sauna stuff. Because back then it was, there was a really big infrared group on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you might hear about it like on Joe Rogan's podcast, um, like some sort of health related aspect. And it would they would get, usually they wouldn't get the finished sauna, the cultural, the the depth very, you know, they wouldn't get it well. Right. Right. But then, but then I saw what, you know, what you were doing on Reddit and I was like, oh, that that's interesting. They're doing some good stuff there. Yeah. And, and you have to kind of play devil's advocate a little bit sometimes too. Um, and I think Reddit has a, a at least a, a higher tolerance for, you know, criticism. Um, because I, I know it's, it's hard a lot of times on Facebook when, or other social media platforms as well. I don't think anyone's very good anymore at taking constructive criticism. Um, but especially when you can hide behind a, you know, a phony username, sauna guy 33 at hotmail.com, you know, you're anonymous. So it, I think that 
it it helps because you are anonymous uh, a little bit more so on on reddit than you would be you know linking your facebook profile to your name you know so i think people are a little bit more critical sometimes to a fault sometimes it goes overboard and and people are overly critical so it's a little bit of the wild west um and it takes some it takes some kind of uh uh, coaxing to to get the best out of people on, on so, an online forum. Yeah. So how did you cultivate that community? How did you move from yeah. 2000 people, Reddit, Wild West, you know, mm-hmm. bots, and it was, you know, not really good sauna information yeah. to where it is today. So, and honestly, I, you know, and I can't take all the credit um, because the first thing that I did was I, I basically enlisted uh, two other very like-minded individuals um, to help me. Um, one, one is a German uh, fellow um, and he kind of helps, especially during that 12 hour period during the day. And what's um, his you name? Know, uh, what's that? What's his name or username? I can share his username. I just, I, I don't want to uh, yeah. blast him out if he's not looking for, you know, anything, but I'll be more than happy to share his username if he's comfortable with that. Okay. Yeah, but he's he's one of the moderators on on the page. You can find him. Um, there, his name is basically his username on on uh, Reddit is ill i l l, um, and then another the other gentleman that I found is actually also in Minnesota. <laughs> so things are are always kind of coming back to Minnesota. Not realizing he was from there, but I knew he was in the Central Time Zone. So and his his name is Zoinkability. <laughs> But um, people have where, where in Minnesota? Okay. I'm just curious. I think he's in the cities, uh, okay. either Minneapolis or St. Paul, okay, or right outside of there. But uh, he he has wonderful comments. He's very active, and getting those two guys because they were I, I saw that they were both positive contributors. You know, they were contributing uh, positive you know, uh, responses to people's questions or good advice, or at least engaging in a lot of the community and in a positive way. So I was like, who better to help lead the group and and continue that than these guys. So I I reached out to them and and, and pulled them in. Um, And it's been good because these guys and myself, you know, we're, we're constantly just kind of over in in the background i i try to stay a little bit more uh disconnected now and, and be a little bit more neutral and, and observe and only really get involved when things are escalated or people are reporting you know abuse or or things bad things like that um but uh, we have bylaws and we have rules hey you know be courteous be kind but we do allow talk of of sauna in in all capacities and that does rub some people the wrong way but i feel like if if we were to separate the talk about different uh modalities if you will then we're going to lose the influence in those other areas you know so so, so are you kind ahead. of skirting around the are you kind of skirting around the question of do you allow infrared right. uh sauna talk right absolutely okay. Yeah, and, and we do. Um, and, and there's a reason, you know, I feel that it should still be a part of, of the, the overarching sauna, because if, if, let's say infrared goes and makes its own community, and in which they have, a, a, a basically in the industry, they have really tried to separate themselves from traditional. And by doing that, they can control the message. 
they can control how they're perceived and they can control the, you know, the way that, you know, they, they affect the market. So by having it as, you know, sauna should be the umbrella. Sauna should be the top. It should be, everything should fall under that. It's it, but you know, it, if they are allowed to go out and everybody's allowed to do whatever they want online and, and that's why they're winning. Um, what, be, yeah. What would because, you say is like yeah, the percent breakdown in the group? Well, say again. What would you say is like the percent breakdown in the group? Like, is it 50, you know, 50 infrared? And I, I would say the infrared shatter definitely is less than, than the traditional. Um, okay. I, and I think that's more so that we really haven't done a very good job of being very uh, accepting of that talk either, or engaging with it in a positive way. I think those people, they, they don't post a lot on there because there, there are a lot of people with some strong feelings about traditional sauna, you know, and, and infrared, and they, they do give these people, you know, some grief, but yeah. yeah. Um, if your group's attracting Finnish, Russian, yeah. Estonian, German people, you know, and which we are by, by yeah. the boatload. Yeah. So they're probably going to, they're not going to probably take super kindly no. to infrared talk. What, no. what kind of, I'm sorry, what, what kind of, uh, how many people are we talking about here? Like say, we'll start with, with Christopher Risto's, uh, the, the wood burning sauna group. How many people are there actively participating these days? Do you know? In the Facebook group? Yes. I think we're about okay. six thousand. I think there's a couple other groups that might be around ten. In okay. Sam's Reddit, what are you guys at? Um, so interestingly enough, um, just yesterday I got a notification from Reddit. Um, we just surpassed seventeen thousand. Wow. Um, and so that puts us actually in the top five percent of Reddit communities. Granted, there's a billion Reddit communities that have one person. Um, so I don't know if they take those numbers into account or not, but it's interesting because it, it is becoming something of a cornerstone. Uh, you know, it, it's a lot of people that I talk to in, you know, in my work, you know, in this on industry, I are, are finding out about sauna through social media, that that's their first interaction with sauna that's their first introduction to the industry and if instagram is going to be pushing these you know infrared rooms and things like that then that's what they know and that's all they're going to know which is unfortunate so being a part of hopefully opening their eyes to the to the whole spectrum of uh you know, of sauna, that that's what I really want to do with with the Reddit group. And if you want to know how to wire a heater, or you you want to know the best placement for your benching or how to vent, those are also great resources that people are talking about and sharing. So it is educational, but the the glory of a forum, just like Facebook, just like a podcast, just like whatever is, you can go off on a lot of tangents. and, And those things are welcome as well. And how do people how do people find that that group? Yeah, so um, if you're not already uh, uh, on Reddit, um, you can view all the content even by not uh, having a Reddit account. Uh, if you just Google um, sauna Reddit, will be the will be the top link. Um, but it is it's a form it's a forum 
format. So basically a user would submit a question or, a po- or submit a post um, to the page and then people can interact with it. They can comment or they can reach out to the person that posted it um, and ask them questions or things like that. Um, but really it's, it's, uh, anything sauna related goes, um, and, and we're very tolerant of, of what we put out there, but there is also uh, a few of our bylaws that we really try to uphold. And one of those being is we, we really try not to talk or give medical advice. I think we can all agree that there are absolutely 100% without a doubt, positive health benefits from using sauna, right? Now, to what degree and, and quantifiably, I think, you know, the jury is still out with, with a lot of the studies that need to be done, right? Really? But the worst thing that anybody can do is give somebody bad medical advice. And yes. when you can do that anonymously, that creates a very risky situation, so we do not allow uh, a lot of medical talk. So if, and, and, and honestly, it, it's, it's not that we don't want to help people. It's that we don't want to put them on the path to a bad decision. Uh, I always preface that by saying, Hey, if anybody asks me a question about, a, you know, medical, you know, concern that they have, I always preface it saying, please talk to your doctor first before using a, you know, a sauna, if you're concerned about that. But in my opinion, or this is what I've heard, or this is what I've personally experienced. And it, you know, I, I really don't want to get into these conversations of, well, you know, if you use sauna, you're going to, it's going to cure COVID. You know, that's the last thing that I want to hear. That's the last thing that I want to have people posting about because it just, it breeds a very toxic conversation just naturally. And, and, and people, we just, that's one thing we don't allow in the group. So that's something that's helped us maintain a little bit more neutrality. Um, but yeah, if you want to post a story about your personal sauna experience and you have a question about, Hey, what do you suggest to make it better? Or, Hey, here's my personal sauna build. What do you guys think I should do to, uh, overcome this weird pipe in the ground? By all means, we, we welcome anything like that. Hey, I want to, Scroll back a little what you said before, because that what, what you, you were talking about sauna and the U.S. military. That's yeah. a very exciting topic. So, so did you actually get to sauna bait for real in the U.S. military? So in, in Minnesota, yeah, there's a, basically there's a camp up in you know, north central Minnesota, uh, um, Camp Ripley. Um, and every year they host um, an exchange and, and this isn't secret or anything. It's very publicist. You know, there's a lot of newspaper articles and things like that, but it, it, there's a great um, kind of customary exchange with the Norwegian army. Um, and so we, there, there's a lot of Scandinavian influence, especially in, you know, in, in North central Minnesota. Um, and so, yeah, the, we would have tent saunas going or um, the, the, the gym at the base had a sauna. Um, so it was, it was fun to get to kind of you know, interact with these guys in an actual um, environment like that. How, how was the one at the gym at the base? I'm curious about that. 
you can probably about imagine i mean it was it was it was an old you know like locker room kind of style um it would be like a traditional y you know ymca or gym sauna it was probably maybe five by four um you know you could fit two three guys in there um and the cedar was probably as old or you know older than i was <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Like the typical, like one, one sixty, one seventy, no ventilation. Yeah. No ventilation, like an actual, like a pretty heavy duty door. It had a, it, it had a, um, I I couldn't remember, I, you know, I couldn't remember the brand or, or the, the, uh, the heater that was in there, but a little, you know, box wall mounted heater. And, um, it was probably an, you know, an old, you know, uh, seven and a half kilowatt or something like that. The rocks had probably never been switched out. Um, you know, but that thing was still humming. They see that. And that's, that's one thing that I, I, you know, that's great about those, some of those old heaters, um, you know, and, and I, I really wish, uh, I, I could get like a page to dedicated to like old heaters that are still working after 30 years. I'd love to see just like a collage of pictures of super old heaters that are just still ticking like a top. Cause they just don't make them like they used to anymore. Um, but yeah, it, it was, you know, pretty standard in that, that regard. Um, but the, the sauna that I used gr- uh, growing up that I, that was really memorable for me uh, was a gym in the town where I grew up. And it was a beautiful corner um, sauna outside of the pool area of the, of the gym. And it had a, a probably like a, maybe a six foot section of, of like glass. Um, but the rest was, was beautiful um, wood in um, a nice big L shape in the corner. And you could probably get comfortably, I would say 10 people in there you know, and it had three, it had three tiers of benches, um, which was, which was really nice because really that third tier was where the second tier probably should have been. Um, but you know, a lot of people were down on the first tier, you know, stretching or they're, you know, they're in all their clothes and they're, you know, they're in there just to warm up quick before they go run, um, which was fine. And and they kind of had a little area over on the side where they could all do that. Um, but there was a great, group of guys that would you know come in basically every morning these you know some of these older gentlemen they'd be smuggling in you know a little bit of eucalyptus in their shorts you know or uh and you know throwing water on the on the rocks all the time and you know giving the finger to the sign that said don't <laughs> but um and they'd talk politics and they'd talk smart but i'd, I'd love just sitting in there and listening you know to those guys and just kind of hearing about, you know, what's important to these guys, because this is where they came to talk about it. You can and tell. what what town, what hotel was that? Uh, so this was in a, a town right outside of uh, St. Cloud, Minnesota, called Sartell. Okay. Um, it was at a Gold's Gym um, that was on the corner. Okay. And they had a they had tennis courts, they had a pool, they had, you know, a whole workout facility there. And I was a member there for a number of years. And I, by the time I, I really kind of looked at it, I spent way more time in the sauna than I did in any other part of that place. And how old were you? 
Um, this would this would have been throughout uh, high school and, and, you know, my probably my late teens, you know, when I was probably when I was back from the military, um, you know, and I was going to law enforcement school. So I was still trying to stay in shape. But um, yeah, that, that was that was great until we moved out to the country and I and I built my built my song. So is that is is that Jim? Is that where you got that main hook? Is that where Sam really got hooked? Because to go from like having used it a little bit to yeah. I'm and, and I, I'm building my own, that's a that's a little bit of a leap. Absolutely. And and I think, yeah, you're absolutely right, Christopher, because I, I you know, go thinking back, I can remember the saunas of 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 my childhood. I can remember going in them, or I can remember people that, you know, had 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 a sauna and we'd go in there or we thought it was cool but that wasn't where I got hooked that was just that was just growing up and it was just a a part of of growing up Um, but yeah I I think sitting in there and just realizing you know that like this was a communal uh, you know thing that was so meaningful to these individuals you know and hearing about them and knowing that that is really this is one town in the corner of the world somewhere. And there's these, this group of guys is that passionate about it. I, I, I knew that the magnitude of that, you know, I could extrapolate that, Hey, if it's cool for these guys, it's got, you know, there's gotta be a million and millions of people that, that would enjoy this or, or should enjoy this or be a part of it. And, and especially when it's something that's so, um, it, especially in, in today's climate of, of politics, religion, and, and these hot button topics, uh, you know, going to the gym or, or going to your doctor or going and doing something that's beneficial for yourself is one of the last things that is really kind of neutral and, and, and is positive. Nobody can, nobody's going to poo poo you for going to, you know, your annual physical or going to the dentist, right? You can make your jokes about not wanting to go to the dentist, but you know, the, the, uh, the, the truth of the matter is those are things that people are, they see as a positive and, and it's, and it's a uniform positive, doesn't matter left, right, up or down. And, and, and mm. I think sauna to me is that great neutral zone is that great space where everybody can be outside of, you know, kind of the noise, you know, I, you know, if, if I see somebody in the sauna with their cell phone, it takes a lot of my power not to go grab it and throw it out of there. <laughs> you know, this is a time to connect with people, hear ideas, not be influenced by all this outside noise and start, you know, kind of listening to the inside out. That's uh, it's, it's so interesting. You mentioned this, of course, Norwegians do know their sauna. I've, I've been to Oslo many times over. My kid brother used to live in Oslo, Norway, and, uh, and he had a very nice sauna in, in, in his basement back in the day. But I just, I just never realized, you know, the things have consequences. So Finland is about to, Finland is about to join NATO. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, uh, and, and once every member country has ratified, you know, the application, it's just like, maybe, just maybe, you know, they're going to be like a very nice saunas in the U.S. military bases in the future. We'll <laughs> oh, absolutely. And, and I, and I love because, and, and you see this um, even in, in like the, the current conflict in Ukraine, um, the, these guys in, even in the trenches, it, they're building saunas. 
And I'm sure, you know, if, if anybody has Googled sauna in the last 30 days, you've probably been, you know, you've probably been targeted with this video of the Ukrainian soldiers, you know, building a sauna in the trenches. And it's just, it's amazing to me how, you know, people perceive that or people are, are looking at this, like they're building a sauna in the trenches and, you know, where maybe in North America or the, you know, Americans are looking at this as kind of a luxury item where, mm. you know, in, in there, I said, oh, so where, where else would you like them to clean up, you know, in, in the mud, in the trench? I mean, this is probably the cleanest room they have within 30 miles. And, and, and it's, and it's going to be a space that is conflict-free, quieter, er you know, but, and, and it's a place for them to decompress clean. And, and, and really this, this is, this does so much more for their overall morale and, and, and not just from the hygiene perspective. So, you know, getting people to understand that sauna is so much more than this box that their rich neighbor got um, because they thought it was the cool thing to get, you know, where it really is, it's a personal thing. And it's a, it's a, on, on so many different levels, a necessity across the world. I love what the guys are doing with sauna aid, you know, bringing, uh, you know, saunas to Ukraine, you know, for the, for the soldiers to use, you know, at some of these MWR, you know, kind of more off the front lines and they're, they're back in, in kind of a more of a safe zone and they're able to relax and use the sauna and get back to their roots and kind of decompress, which is great. It reminds me, um, I, I served in the Finnish army. I'm a lieutenant in the Finnish army and I've been in the army reserves all to the day when, when, when I moved to the U S 25 years ago, but, but particularly when I was in the officer's school, uh, we the, obviously being in the Finnish army, it's, it's, it's very much about sauna. So it's just like when, when you have free time, you're going to, you're going to go sauna bathing, even, even daily. If, if, if that's possible, normally it's not possible, but whenever you get a chance, but now the thing is that the contrast between the, the North contrast between North America and Finland is that, that we used to have these rooms to dry our clothes. You know, it's like cause we went like, you know, into the woods for a week and then you come back and then you're, you know, this is Finland. So the weather is not that good, you know, most of the year. So so anyway, so you are soaking wet and you have this room to 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 dry your clothes and, uh, you know, the gear. So. And then you have like saunas, but these dry rooms are pretty much what many American saunas are. So it is like, you know, there's a space heater and there's an unventilated base. Well, fairly little ventilated place so it's it's like you know there's there's obviously there's you know something has been lost in translation there but uh but anyway so that's that's exciting that is super exciting to hear about that that um yeah and it's 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 a community thing obviously so so it so you were in the saint cloud area you get you get hooked from the, this these old guys that have their community going and you somehow end up in their stream and you're like that's good yeah. Then you decide to build your own. You kind of look it up online. Now, were these guys finish at the gym? You, you know, um, it was a kind of a, a grab bag. Um, okay. I've, I've, 
always had an ear for accents and, and different um, just cultural nuances where I could maybe pick up where, where people are from. And I could tell that, you know, especially in, in the central, in central Minnesota, there's a, a, it's actually a lot more diverse than what it would look like on paper. Yeah. Um, There's influences from all over the world. And so, you know, I, I think a lot of it is, you know, Scandinavian, you know, be it uh, Swedish, you know, Norway, Finland, um, even, you know, Netherlands, there's a, a heavy German influence and Polish influence in, in central Minnesota as well. Um, you know, my wife is German Polish. Um, and it's, it's really, I think, a, a good blend of, of, of those areas so the users were were probably either locals that were were living there or especially being at a gym you know it, kind of a subscription base or whatever having a monthly fee you know you had those little free giveaway cards you could bring your friend but at the end of the day you probably lived in the area but there was a it was very diverse i would say anything from you know german to ukrainian romanian um, you know, there, I'm sure there was, you know, Eastern European all the way to, you know, even in Spanish, um, you know, Spain, Portuguese, um, and there's also an, a, an African influence in, um, St. Cloud from Somalia. Um, and, and it's just, yeah, it, I saw literally every country that I could think of, uh, people were using, the sauna. So it was, it was very cool to see that, you know, even in cultures where I wouldn't have maybe expected there to be sauna use, people enjoyed the sauna where they were. And and that, that to me was kind of added to that unifying factor of, Hey, let's get back to basics here. And, you know, there's no arguing in the sauna. (laughs) Yeah. Because people, people might expect they hear Minnesota and they Mm -hmm. might think, Oh, finish. Yeah, but but St. Cloud might be a little bit like Rochester, where I live, where there's actually not that much Finnish influence here. Yeah, and okay. and and so there's a large Finnish community a little bit south of St. Cloud, um, you know, where the company that I work for is, is located, and that is a Finnish, very Finnish town, um, Kokedo, and so it, it is. Um, it's interesting to see like you can travel literally a half an hour by car in, in Minnesota and be in a very, very different, diverse um, culture. Now from the outsider looking in, you, you know, you see a lot of the cornfields and, and, uh, and pickup trucks, but at the end of the day, there still are a lot of different people there. The, um, the interesting thing, we just quite recently, we, we interviewed Cheryl Fish, and, and we were talking about the, a little bit, we were touching the, the Helsinki, Finland uh, sauna scene. And, uh, and I travel to Finland, depending on the year and depending on if there are pandemics and whatnot, you know, like once or twice a year. And it's very interesting because the sauna back in the day, home, back home used to be a very Finnish thing so there's a there's basically Helsinki area is like any other metropolitan area there's a lot of tourists but they didn't end up in saunas now it's totally the other way around yeah so when you go to a like upper scale public sauna in Helsinki what are you going to be amongst with our tourists 
So they'll yeah. be filled with tourists all over the places and then places like you wouldn't even imagine that they would have any interest in saunas. Yeah. And and we're seeing we're seeing sauna tourism and and really an, a, just a rise in, in sauna interest. Um, you know, I, I can basically track the the sauna interest just like a graph from when, you know, going from 2000 members on Reddit to 17,000 and the time it took to do that um, was was not very long. Like I said, I got involved in 2019, um, just three years later, um, you know, the, the explosive growth of, of sauna exposure during during the pandemic. Um, because people were consuming all kinds of different content during the pandemic, and especially content that they normally wouldn't have otherwise. And wellness became an, a very big hot topic again. Um, you know, people wanted to stay healthy. People wanted to do anything they could to support their immune system. Um, and, and wellness and, and all that just received an extreme boost um, in exposure. And, and uh, there's a lot of different industries that are, are doing very well because of it. Um, but really to the point is sauna to me is is growing. It, it is, it is growing and it is going to be something that I don't think is, is going to be there quite where I want it to be maybe in my lifetime. Um, but I want to make sure I'm, I'm putting it on the track to get to where I'd like it to be in the U S uh, for sure. So are you talking about, when you talk about sauna, are you talking about thermal therapy in general, or are you talking, are you talking about traditional sauna? What are you talking about when you? Yeah. And, and so if I could, if I had, a, if I could wave a magic wand and, and create the sauna landscape that, that I envisioned for the U S or what I would love for the U S to have, I would love to have wood burning be a lot more easily available and accepted um, now I get the safety aspect of it, but I do think there is a large uh, push um, to to get rid of uh, wood burning stoves in the U.S. Um, you know, targeted or conspiracy theory or whatever might have you. There are a lot of negatives right now and hoops that you have to jump through if you want to have a wood burning stove and do it legally. And, or have it or have it be insured <laughs> um Ooh, so you know i i think but i i do think there's a lot of easy ways around that by building outdoors i love outdoor saunas um you know it, when we talked to cheryl she talked about the the basement sauna in the in the building that she was in and it felt like a dungeon I never want someone to come to my sauna and relate it to a dungeon. <laughs> um, so I, I want sauna to be a part of nature outside, incorporate, you know, uh, the whatever aspects you enjoy, either cold water or salty meat. Um, I want it to be all available. Um, but yeah, I love wood burning stoves. I've always loved wood burning stoves. Um and but again, exposing people to good sauna. Um, so really, it, it's having it be accessible. Right now, sauna is not accessible uh, in the U.S. It, it's actually quite restrictive, and and it, and it is a it comes down to either socioeconomical status or proximity. 
um, you could just live in an area that doesn't have a sauna or a way to get a sauna um, unless you're willing to travel or willing to find a company that can drop ship something to you in a million pieces. Um, but so I think we need to support the DIY crowd a little bit better. I really love how you go to a hardware store in Finland and you can pick out three different electrical saunas, you know, heaters right off the wall and grab a box of rocks and go home and, and let it rip. Um, trying to order a stove if you don't know what you're doing is, is, is impossible in the U.S. because there's so many options now, too. So you don't know if you're going down the right route or not. So um, I took out all, all that kind of electrical questioning out of it when I built a wood burning uh, sauna. So, but again, finding those resources in doing it with confidence is very tough. Um, I constantly am getting questions from even people who are claiming to be sauna professionals and questioning me on how to either install something or best course of action when they run into an issue with installing or even just in the design phase. Uh, there, the, the the architects in this country have no idea that a, a sauna door needs to swing out. Um, yeah. That's that should be common sense, <laughs> but I yeah. can't tell you how many uh, houses that are drawings of saunas that I've seen that have the door swinging in, and I got and then I got to have a, a conversation by getting it changed. But so it, it's just people don't know enough about it. I don't think it's easily accessible. Um, again, I don't want it to be on every Walmart shelf either though. And I, I, you know, that's something that is, is, is a fine line between accessibility and quality and, and experience because you can buy a thousand dollar sauna right now. And, and it's, it, you're going to get what you pay for too. So, um, you know, unless you build it yourself and you take a lot of pride in what you're doing um, and, and source local materials, I'm sure you could still build a very, very, very good sauna for a thousand dollars even these days um, by sourcing local materials and 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 repurposing or recycling. So, um, you know, some of the best saunas in the world, I'm sure, were built with a hammer, some nails, and a pile of rocks. Um, yeah. So. I think anything's easily doable there, but we need to get out there. We need to have the resources available to people. I need to be able to go down the, the aisle at Home Depot or Lowe's and have somebody who, you know, actually knows maybe why that wood isn't good in a sauna. Um, because how many DIY guys are, are going to the lumber yard? You know, or, and it's not even a lumber yard, it's a big box store, and they're asking some 18 year old kid hey, do you think this wood's going to be good in a sauna? And the kid's never been in a sauna. And and the person is just going off of what they saw. They, they saw cedar was good. So yeah. they, 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 they spend three times as much on cedar. And, and then all of a sudden they get home and they've never actually worked with cedar or sat in a cedar you know, room. And all of a sudden, maybe they have an allergic reaction because they're a part of that small population that's allergic to it. Um, that would be a worst case scenario. But, um, you know, it, I would love for that person to be able to go somewhere and, and be like, you know what, my, you know, there's a there's a sauna at every public facility that, you know, that has 
basically bathrooms. You know, I mean, granted, you're not going to have saunas at 7-Elevens, but, you know, I don't see why we can't have more public saunas, you know, especially places where people gather. Like, imagine, imagine a cold, uh, you know, I, I can't remember, you know, there's a lot of sports that are played in the fall, you know. Um, imagine there was an outdoor sauna at the, the kids' ballpark, you know, so you can warm up in between games or especially at I mean, there, there's there's a sauna at every hockey arena. You just can't see it. It's in the locker room. But how cool would it be to be have, you know, big public saunas, you know, at some of these events and things like that. And I get, you know, yes, we're, we're getting into an age where people are going to have to make that decision about, you know, do they want to be in close, sweaty proximity to other people or not, you know, especially with mm. different viruses and, and uh, contagions and all that jazz going on in the world. But um, at the end of the day, I, I think you're not going to get people to stop being communal. You're not going to have people stop getting together, especially in a place that um, for those that know, it is a, a, a wonderful experience and, and really is something that any, any sauna enthusiast or, or aficionado, if you will, it would be, would love to share with you, um, and, and share with you the, the benefits and, and what makes it special and, and letting you kind of go out and make it your own. Now, when you, when you built your first one, <clears throat> you're talking about the community aspect. Yeah. Did you invite a lot of friends? Did you get a chance to in- yeah. introduce a lot of people? How did that go? Yeah. So a a few of my buddies, you know, they always knew that I was, you know, into sauna or that I would go in my sauna. I had one friend who him and I would go into that gym sauna um, that I mentioned earlier. Um, And and inviting some of these guys over that had never done it or ultimately the the best, the best uh, um, experience that I had with that actual individual sauna was me passing it on to my my family member who bought my house when I moved down south. My uncle actually bought my house uh, where this sauna was built, and I showed him how to use it. And he said, "Well, I'm not I'm not a big sauna guy. I I've been in a few, you know, this that and whatever, and I like it." I said, "Well." you know, Hey, this is one of the last nights that I'm here. I said, we're firing this thing up. I said, I'm, I'm going in it regardless. You can come with me if you like or not, but uh, um, this is my last night in this house. So I'm going to use this sauna before I say goodbye. He's like, Oh yeah, I'll, I'll I'll join you. So it was kind of like passing the torch. And, and I could just like, I saw his, like, you know, I saw that look, I saw that look of, of him going, this is wonderful. He's like, I've never experienced anything you know, to this, you know, kind of level of, of sauna, um, and steam because I mean, I, with a wood burning stove, the average temperature in there would go from 180 to 200 Fahrenheit. So just under a hundred degrees Celsius. Um, and that was kind of my, my sweet spot where that stove would work really well at and, and throwing that water on that first time for him. And, and he just kind of was up there on that top bench and, and gets enveloped in this wonderful steam. I saw the light bulb go off, you know, and he's been using it ever since he texts me all the time. Hey, I'm going for a sweat, you know, um, and where he wasn't, he wasn't a, a, a user, but because he just so happened to buy a house that had one, um, he's now he's hooked. He said he'll, he said he won't ever go anywhere without one again. So, 
um, you know, being able to share that to new users and, and having that light bulb moment, you know, um, I remember one time I had a friend over and it was in the middle of winter, there was snow all over and we got out of the sauna and we jumped in the snowbank, you know, right outside the, the door. And the first time he's like, I've never done that before. He's like, that was awesome. You know, so with having it be somewhere where I can share a positive experience, even for one, two, three people, um, to me, that is just something that I take a lot of pride in and, and being able to, you know, hopefully have, you know, a, a small hand to play in, in people finding out good information and being a, you know, an advocate, uh, for, for sauna, um, is just something that I, I take a lot of pride in. So I think it's, it's, it's a, one of the causes out there that's still worth fighting for. You, you touched an interesting topic here, or many interesting topics, but one of them was that that you were talking about the wood burning sauna experience, and and obviously you know you know with with my background from Finland and and so forth, so I you know if I have to make a make a list, I would go like the smoke sauna is number one. My my still my father in law has one. And then comes the wood burning sauna. Now we all know that that like in the state of California, you can't have wood burning heaters, so it's just like it's not right. flying. And and so this this is this clearly happening a, a strong transition from wood burning to electric. And uh, and I haven't seen, and I don't know if it's even possible to mimic that wood burning experience in a uh, electric heater sauna because they're yeah. two different things. I, I think. I think some of the companies out there that are are working in the commercial space, um, you know, that are creating these 19, 20, 29 kilowatt, you know, giant floor heaters um, with enough rock mass. I think those heaters could potentially have, um, you know, at, given enough time and enough rock mass. I think there would be some really close comparison but I think you really have to get up there as, as far as the power of the heater, um, you know, in, in, in an electrical setting to match anywhere close, you know, wood burning stove. And, and that, that, that warmth really comes from the radiant, like the, the full envelopment of that room being so hot um, it, with, with that much power from that, from that fire. So but again, we're also seeing the, those same companies that are building these large uh, commercial heaters only have, you know, less than 150 pounds of, of rocks for, mm-hmm. a, for a room that is going to be 15 feet across. And, and is that enough rock mass to support, you know, a good experience? And, and I think there's not enough testing and there's not enough um, you know, in the field, you know, a feedback, you know, we never, you know, I don't think a lot of people are hearing, you know, uh, Hey, is this, is this good? You know, once it's in, you know, how, how do the big players in the industry know what is really, really good other than what sells? Well, and, and as Americans, we don't have the tool set to be able to judge if it's good or not. Um, right. So 
that's also true we we're gonna have uh one of our next shows quite soon i think we're gonna concentrate a little more on ventilation and obviously ventilation it's 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 not that much an issue when you have a wood-burning sauna because the wood-burning sauna sucks the air and it sort of like fills the room with with air unlike the electric heater and uh and 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 that's kind of a central issue if we want to go for the uh traditional sauna bathing experience but but it, it's exciting. Um, we we will start wrapping up here right now. Uh, so so I, I always say I always ask the same thing. So why are we why are we doing this? Why why are we doing this podcast today? Start with you, Sam. Yeah, I I think well, other than the fact that it's raining outside and none of us had anything better to do. Um, you know, this, this to me is just something that is just so, you know, off the side of my desk, it's something that I get to be authentic with. And it's something that I think in, in that authenticity is also representative in why I love sauna. I think sauna is one of the last authentic experiences, you know, that you can have, you know, in your house out in public or, or share with friends or be by yourself that can really be a really good positive in your life. Um, and, and anything that's a positive, even if it's a 0.01% improvement, it's better than it not being there. So it, to me, sauna is that positive it, that I, I love it being there. And so if I can help someone else, uh, you know, either get down that path or, or enjoy it a little bit differently or better or learn more about it and be exposed to it, and maybe it helps them with something too, then then I'm just passing it forward. So that, I think that's the main reason why I'm here is really to just kind of share and, and if, if I help one person, it, it's worth it. Chris, what about you? Well, um, I appreciate, I think we connected so easily because you're such a good sauna ambassador, you know, Mm. like I said, I saw what you were doing on Reddit and I was like, oh, like I'm always, my antenna's up for that. Yeah. And you know, you're so interested in helping other people and sharing that information and like the sauna that you built wasn't the fanciest sauna that was posted on any of the forums, but it, it. it, you got at the heart and soul of what sauna is, you know, you knew the experience, the community, you made it happen for yourself and invited people in your world in. And then now you move to a different state and you're already working on your own sauna build. You know, that is, yeah. you know, that's, that's the spirit of, of the sauna, you know, um, they would say like the Finnish people, that's like one of the first things they would be considering when they move to a new place is like, how am I going to do a sauna here? Yeah. And so, so you got and, bit and with I, that wherever Sam lives, live without a sauna. Yeah. I won't live without one. And you guys, both of you now have a, a sauna to come use in the, in South Carolina. So, and, and wherever I end up, uh, I will have one. And, and if I can leave my little sauna dots across the map, at least I know, a family is going to enjoy it hopefully someday too. 
that we definitely have to do. You know, we 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 will convene in South Carolina one of these days for a good sauna session. That's uh, that's uh, you, you you're not gonna wiggle yourself out of that anymore. Right. The, the uh, in my case, it's, there's a saying that doesn't translate from Finnish to English. It's like Finnish men are so-called uh, tunnel brains. So it's just like you know, it's like a very narrow-minded people. So in my case, it's only it, it's it's there's nothing more to it than. I want to bring to North America what I've enjoyed and loved back home. It's that that's the that's the only thing that's the only thing that motivates me. And I'm very proud that both Christopher and you, Sam, contacted me way back in the day. So so we got the ball rolling, and uh, and hopefully we're gonna get uh, not not hopefully, but we will do many of these podcasts in the future. So thank you so much, gentlemen, and thank you, Sam for the the great lengthy good answers and uh, we'll take it from there yep thank you arrow thank you christopher it's been a pleasure uh thank you for sharing you know letting me share my story with you guys and everybody else listening um by all means if you have questions or anything like that feel free to reach out and i would love to help you with your sauna projects (laughs) 